0: If you guys are uh, all right with it, I'd say let's get started. Okie doke A couple minutes after the hour. so. Um, well, I just want to thank you, Foster, for, for being our guest today and stepping in. I am excited to hear from you and share with the group just kind of what you've got going on in your life and your perspectives. Um, we've got some members here that are joining us, and I'd love to have them introduce themselves first before we get into your story, because part of the group's... Ambition is to create a community that can collaborate and elevate, you know, together. So what we want to do is hear your stories, support, give you feedback, and kind of share your perspectives uh, as a team and a community. So um, I'll go ahead and introduce myself first. I'm Adam Griggs, the co-founder of Clarify, and I will be your moderator today. Uh, and then we'll, uh, Rachel, if you want to introduce yourself, and then Alicia.
1: Yeah, good morning and good afternoon. Uh, Rachel McCool from GoDaddy, manage our community forums and some other community programs, set up the LinkedIn group uh, for Open We Stand, and just really appreciate Adam and all he does and all of our great guests.
0: Beautiful, I appreciate it. Alicia, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm
2: Marisa Cruz. Uh, sorry, I couldn't get my finger on mute. Um, basically, I was just joining the Zoom today because I needed to find a community event, and I found this one that was interesting, so I wanted to just join and see what it was about.
0: Beautiful. Thank you for joining. We appreciate you. Foster, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself a little bit about uh, what you do, where you're at, and we'll go from there. I appreciate you being here today.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot, Adam. Uh, Foster Coburn. I uh, currently sit in Loretto, Mexico, which is on the Baja Peninsula. For those who aren't real familiar with the geography, we're on the Sea of Cortez side, uh, right on the water. Uh, beautiful location. Um, originally from Kansas and then to Arizona for uh, the middle part of my life. Um, and we'll get into that whole story as we go along. And my primary job at this time is doing web design using WordPress.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Not in Kansas anymore. I don't know if you hear that too often, huh? (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I haven't been in Kansas for many, many years now, even though it's still home.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. Home is supposed to be where the heart is, but sometimes we long for the places we grew up, right? Exactly. So Foster, you've got quite the interesting dynamic. I mean, you've got a business and a family that's kind of multinational and borderless, which I just love the perspective and, and the possibility that, that you as an example of a business owner bring. So tell us a little bit about what it's like you know, living in Mexico but working with, without the restrictions of borders and, and how, you, uh, how you built your, your business there.
2: Well, I... Had the business since 1993, so it was already in place, and we are still officially um, located in Arizona as far as our address, Uh, so all our uh, things go through there, Uh, but I decided, uh, oh, it was probably 2015, 2016, that I didn't like the expense of a house in Arizona and everything that came with it. And I decided, okay, I've, I've got a vacation rental uh, that I purchased some time ago here in Loretto. Um, let's see what can happen about moving down there. And it, it took a lot of changes to make that happen. But in 2018, I made the, the jump and moved down here. Um, You know, a lot of people, they hear Mexico, and due to things they hear in the news, they think horrible things, and I feel like I'm in a very safe community, and a lot of people don't understand when I say that I feel safer here than I did in Arizona. Not that Arizona was bad, but any big city you go to, you're going to have problems, and we just don't have those here. Um, So it's a great little community. The people are great. I am in an area filled with expats, so mostly Americans and Canadians. That allows me to get by without Spanish, or at least not much Spanish. Um, I I know how to order a margarita. I know how to ask for the check and where the bathroom is located. But other than that, I still have a lot of learning to do on the Spanish side. Um, Sometimes I get my best learning. Uh, I'll watch a, a sporting event Uh, on the the mexican tv channels and so i know what's going on but i hear all the words in spanish and it's a good learning tool for me but as far as operating the business um, nothing really has changed going from arizona to mexico Um, i other than i am purely online it's kind of hard to have a face-to-face meeting with clients who are in arizona And my clients are scattered throughout the United States and even some now in Mexico. So face-to-face meeting isn't bad. Um, Zoom is certainly a tool I can use. Uh, There are other video chat tools that I can use to meet with clients as well as email, telephone. And, um, you know, that's something that I think back to when I was in high school, we had an exchange student uh, from Europe. And we raised money at school so they could have a call home. It was just, you know, maybe $100 for them to have a 30-minute call uh, across the ocean. And now we regularly talk to people all over the world. uh, And it doesn't cost us a dime as long as we have an internet connection.
0: Yeah, I mean, technology is so much more advanced than it used to be. I remember going and having to get those phone cards, to go to the store and buy the little prepaid phone cards that were for international. And uh, now it's just, everything's so well connected. So I love that, I love you're able to run your business how you want and where you want. I think that's a powerful thing. And I think that's a perspective that all of us want to see in 2020. Cause obviously with the pandemic and the shutdown and, some of the the travel restrictions that exist, we can't get out there and connect with our clients and our customers like we used to do. So you're fortunate in the fact that you actually have been doing this for years, almost like you were just prepared for this, um, which I love. So, I mean, how did you end up in the position where you felt confident enough to really embrace technology and confident in, in your service to be able to reach through the screen and, and connect with your clients. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that?
2: Well, if I go back, I've been working out of a home office since 1993 when I first started my business. So the working at home aspect, a lot of people this year were adjusting to that. And for me, it was something I've been doing. I, you learn how to prioritize work, and not get distracted by things around the house as best possible. You set your schedule and, and you work that way. And many of my clients in my early days, I was doing seminars related to Corel Draw, were scattered throughout the United States, throughout the world. So I was already used to flying to those cities and doing seminars, but then also talking with them in online forums. In the old days, it was CompuServe, And then we had various web-based discussion forums, and now it's migrated to Facebook and LinkedIn and and other groups. So I've always been talking to people remotely. Uh, The way I do that has changed, Um, but it's not something that uh, was a big overall change. And I look at it if a, a client... Uh, for whatever reason doesn't want to work with me because I chose to move down here, then, okay, it's time to end that relationship and let's go find some new clients because uh, I know one in particular, they're frustrated. We couldn't meet to face to face and yet we hadn't met face to face in two years. So why did that really matter? Um, So, you know, it's not that big a deal. We can do something like a zoom call and get across everything we need without the actual face-to-face interaction
0: yeah i mean it's uh i I think it's important that people understand the dynamics of the world people are people no matter where you come from so everybody's got their own agenda and their own needs but the same token you know people are still just people you you go in any community you can find friendly people you can find people that are less friendly you know what i mean so the fact that you've built your business with this capability of of choosing and and expanding your business to clients with a reach that's basically unrestricted is fantastic. Um, I love that you came from an education background. You know, you you learned the tools you have and you built off of CorelDRAW and you wrote some books and you've empowered others to be able to leverage the technology that you've come to understand. And I think that that's powerful right now, especially for small business owners. You know, we talk about the We Are Open movement for Open We Stand. And the idea is that we're trying to keep businesses moving forward and staying open. And the only way that they can do that in most cases is to be innovative or to pivot or to leverage some some technology or capability. And a lot of people don't find confidence. I feel like they're very afraid of that because it, if they make the change now, it might be a forever change, right? And change, change can be scary. So, I mean, what are, what are some pieces of advice or things that you've seen that, that might help shed light that change isn't always bad and sometimes it can perpetuate a, a better business style?
2: Well, I, I guess I've been somebody that has been um, not afraid to take risks throughout my life, such as the big move that I made. And I, I got some advice. I was in college and went to a dinner one night and one of the professors said, if you have some big dream, don't say I'm gonna do it in two years or three years because in the interim, something may change in your life and then you can't pursue that dream, just go for it. And what happened with the pandemic is everybody was forced to do something uh, February, March, April timeframe. And because I was used to taking risks, Okay, I, I really didn't have to change very much, but other businesses, they were forced to take a risk. It's either make changes now or there is no business. And if there is no business, maybe you're struggling to make rent, to put food on your table, that kind of thing. And you know, the perfect example is, is restaurants. Uh, people could not go into a restaurant to eat, so they had to pivot. They had to offer delivery service. They had to offer carryout. And where that came into the web, they needed to provide a way on their website to see a menu, to place an order, to do those kinds of things. And they just had to do it. In the long run, it will help them. I think of one little restaurant here in my community. Um, It's kind of our local cheers, if you will. Um, They weren't able to have people at all. And so For the first time ever, they had delivery service within the community, which they can easily do with the golf cart. And they also had carry out, which I think in the past people could carry out, but I don't think it happened very often. And they really didn't have to change their website much at the time. I had recently redesigned it for them. So the menus were all online. We just put a little notification on the home page, it says, "Hey, you can't eat here, but we'll offer carry-out and delivery." and And it worked out very well for them. I, I, I don't think they were doing the booming business they were normally, but they were at least able to keep their employees employed and keep their head above water until things get better.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I love that you brought up. The saying, you know, if you have a big dream and you want to do it, chase it. Um, I think that's important. I just want to touch on that a little bit because there's no such thing as a time machine. And that's so much more apparent this year than it has been. You know, the things that we wish we could have done are in the past. So there's no such thing as a time machine. Get out there and chase your passions. But at the same token, sometimes the world forces change to take place. And I love that, you know, with your perspective and your abilities you've given your clients confidence the world might have fast forwarded 15 years you know basically the mother of uh, innovation is necessity right the world fast forward us to be more connected and more available to transitions and change and you've given clients like like the restaurant the availability to pivot stay in business and keep chasing their passion and one of the things that i I honestly believe is is if we leverage each other and communicate proactively, it doesn't matter what the outcome going to be you know whether or not the pandemic hits or there's another wave or the elections change or you know something else changes if, if you move to a different part of the world like what you did, if you're proactive in communicating that with the people that matter to you most, like you Foster you've given these guys confidence these, these business owners confidence. I feel like that is key. And that proactive partnership is going to allow people to evolve. Um, And I just, I see it all over the the country with small business. And I, I love that you're sharing that part of your story. Um, When you're working with a client and they're asking for these changes or they're asking for ways that they can evolve and change themselves. How does that conversation normally come about? I mean, is it more of a, a conversation where you're a back and forth or are you providing education tell us a little bit about that process
2: I think there there's a mix of all of those things but since I was doing seminars for so many years and my family was in education before me I, I think that's in my blood so I, I try to educate them on the technology um, and why we're making changes so For example, you don't wanna upload a massive video to the homepage of your website because then it's so crazy slow, nobody's gonna stay on the website. So very simple explanations like that. Um, But there's many other things why we want to do certain things. So building an email list is a perfect example. It may not be the obvious answer on day one and you're gonna have five people on the email list. How is that helpful to you? Well, it's five today, but maybe a year from now, it's 500. And a couple of years down the road, it's 5,000. Now you have that critical mass where it can be helpful to you. So you got to start somewhere and start building it today. Uh, and, and there's ways you can do that without a massive expense, uh, just putting it out there. Um, are there services they can offer uh, that maybe they're not thinking about or new ways we can present the services and products they offer to make them more appealing to their visitors. So there, there's many different things and certainly they ask me questions along the way. If we're setting up uh, a way to shop on their website, you know, how do they collect money? Do we do PayPal? Do we do credit cards? If we do credit cards, how do we handle that? If they have a physical product, how do we get that product to the customer? How do we price the shipping on that? How do we compete with Amazon offering free shipping on everything? Uh, If it's a digital product, how does it get downloaded? What if it's a big file versus a little file? There's lots of different things that we can talk about. And I guess I've had the experience with a lot of these things. I've made mistakes with a lot of these things. So I kind of know, okay, there's a better way. I learned the hard way. Now you can do it the easy way from the start. And we go from there.
0: i love it the best way through a minefield is following somebody who's already been through it right yeah you don't want to make mistakes that others have already made so i like that you start with why and i like that it's not not just why should we do this but here's why it's going to affect your business in the future here's why it's going to help build your your brand and your community and consistency i mean right now people are fiending for consistency. You know, it's one of these things that we took for granted for so long because everything was going so well. And that's one of the reasons why, really why I love this community. And, and Rachel, you, you guys have done a fantastic job of building this and allowing people like Foster to be here because consistency is a big deal. And I feel like the community is giving that consistency and highlighting business owners like Foster with the skills that he has And the reasons that he's doing what he's doing and giving these whys is important and i and and i just love it so i just gotta i have to thank you foster for sharing that and, and rachel and the group for for founding the open we stand movement and community so thank you for that
1: yeah i think it's you know really important for you guys to connect i mean we're a catalyst to to for connection you know our company provides services uh, for people to have an online presence and hopefully help to, to grow their businesses. But the real power is having, you know, small business owners talk talk to each other. And to, to um, Foster's point, you know, when you pioneer something, at least in your mind, right, as your business, you're pioneering your business, you're learning what works, what doesn't work. And then other people come along and really need help. Um, there's so many people who have a great idea of something they're really passionate about, but they have no idea how to go about getting there. Um, And I think that that's, you know, again, one of the reasons why so many businesses even right now are suffering is because they didn't have that backbone of of how to run a business um, and be successful going into COVID. And so, you know, they're cash strapped and um, you know, in a, in a really tough spot. So, Having people with experience to be able to talk to and, and hear some ideas of things that they can try that don't sound intimidating um, is really important for people. And and again, I think uh, um, so many people think like, oh my God, I have to have an MBA to run a business. It's like, no, you don't. You don't have to, I mean, if you want to get one, fantastic, then that, you know, gives you extra to work with, but you know, there's just a lot of basic things that you can do um, to, you know, to get your business up and running. And, you know, I'm just amazed still at how many people don't have websites. Um, and I've, you know, I've mentioned recently, just so many service, you know, services that don't have websites. And recently our experience in trying to find a plumber (laughs) it's like, Oh my God, they don't have websites. You know, just, that's just one example. Um, but, you know, any learning from people like Foster, and all the experience that you have is is really valuable and important.
2: Yeah, thanks, Rachel. I think one thing that uh, a, a good friend of mine runs a print shop, and a few years ago, he said to me, kind of half jokingly, how do people find me nowadays? In the old days, you pick up the yellow pages, you go to printers, and he bought a quarter page ad in the, the Phoenix Yellow Pages, which cost him around $900 a month. And he got a lot of business from that. Well, now nobody uses the Yellow Pages. So his theory is I have $900 a month to spend online, whether it's the website, whether it's buying ads on Google, Facebook, Yelp, etc. cetera. And, and I don't think a lot of businesses have that attitude. They think well, it's the internet, it's gotta be free. And I think sometimes, especially with the smaller businesses, they might take web designers uh, for granted. You know, if you need a plumber, you need a plumber. If you need an electrician, you need an electrician, a mechanic, a lawyer, an accountant, etc. Well, the same thing, web designers are experts in the web. We don't know everything. But we can certainly help you through the minefield, as you say, with what we know. And if we can't answer it, we might know somebody who could, and we can bring in that outside help. And and certainly there's a cost to having a good web designer, but that cost is an investment to make your business more productive, hopefully sell a lot more, and you'll recoup your investment in, in the shorter term rather than the longer term.
0: Yeah, I think that it's important and valuable to see your perspective and what you've seen out there with businesses, especially small business, because every decision matters. Um, I think that there's a lot of fear out there. And the fear isn't necessarily around going out in public and contracting a virus. I think the fear is the effect and the fallout from it. How is this going to affect my children? How is it going to affect my family and my job? How is it going to affect my favorite brands and the places that I go and love and respect? How is my community going to be affected? There's a lot of fear around that. And one of the things that I think is valuable that you do foster and what your perspective and your capabilities brings is that you can help eliminate some of that fear by giving people the availability to be found online, stay connected and still share that they're still passionate and still there. Because at the end of the day, if we see that other people are still doing well or pushing forward, that excitement is going to be infectious and it's going to transfer to us. When we see that our brands and our favorite mom and pop stores or our friends are still innovating and changing and making themselves available, the fear that they're gone is is wiped away. And that's one less thing that we have to worry about at the end of the day. And, and I just think that there's a lot of power in in avoiding the fear and losing our community. And, and I, I appreciate you for that. I just want you to know that.
2: Yeah. Well, I. You you mentioned mom and pop, and certainly uh, the idea is it's a family-owned business. We get to know that family by going into that business. One thing that sometimes gets lost on the web is personalizing the business. And so many times I go to a business, and they don't even name who the owner, the employees are, let alone a picture and a short bio, and tell what you love. You know, I'm not afraid to say these are my hobbies. These are the things I like to do. You don't have to agree with them, but at least you get to know me in my business. And uh, I, I wish more people would do that so that even uh, a mid-sized business could feel like a mom and pop business. Um, a couple days ago, GoDaddy held a, a webinar and they mentioned in one of the videos, I think it was called Antonelli's Cheese Shop in uh austin texas well i have a niece in austin texas so just out of curiosity i said have you ever heard of antonelli's cheese shop and she knew about it had been there but she's one who just refuses to leave the house right now so she hadn't been there in a while and you know it was kind of a feel-good moment to know that that little store obviously has pivoted online and, and done well but it is known within the community. And I don't think my niece is in the part of Austin where the store is located. So it's just something she knew. And, and that's great that small businesses can be known. And I even asked her something about it. And she said, oh yeah, I talked to the guy who owned it and it matched the guy I saw in the video the other day. So, you know, it all lines up and that's how you get to know an online business, even one that can be thousands of miles away.
1: That is so awesome. Talk about like small world. I just love that kind of stuff. And I agree with you, Adam, about like having the mainstays in your life, like helping them to continue to thrive, especially right now. And great example is my husband and I live in San Francisco and there's a a, a burger place that has like Buffalo burgers. We really, really love it. And we've been Overly supporting them throughout COVID. And we went in there last night, very small restaurant. And uh, San Francisco just opened up the possibility of, you know, 25% in restaurants. And I talked to the owner and she said, we're not able to do that because our, in our place is so small. But she's still, you know, she's still like, doing what she needs to do, and her business is actually doing pretty well through, like, you know, takeout and stuff like that, and so, but that's important for us to, like, we love that place, and we want that place to survive and thrive, and so anything we all can do to support each other to make sure that, that we're around and have the possibility of, of um, continuing the business, and I love, like, you know, Aunt Nellie's a great example of I, well, I've also ordered cheese online, being from Wisconsin originally. But I mean, you know, who would have thought like transporting cheese in the past, you know, through just ordering individual, um, you know, cheese. So I love it. I'm a huge cheese fan.
2: Well, I love cheese as well. And it's one thing, it's hard to find the selection in the grocery stores here. There's ah. fresh cheese but the fresh cheese just doesn't have the strong flavor and the different varieties I like. So when I do get to a bigger store or when I come back to the States, I run to the cheese aisle and get some. So uh, if it was easy to ship their cheese to Mexico, I'd probably be a a great customer for them.
1: There you go. Something for you to, something for you to explore. Exactly. Hey, you guys, I got to jump off. Really good seeing you, Foster, hearing your wisdom. Adam, always good talking to you. Thank you so much and have a good rest of the day. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Rachel. All right. See you later.
0: We appreciate you. Thank you. Well, I definitely want to respect everybody's time. So, you know, Foster, I just want to thank you for the availability to see into your life and your business and what you've got going on. I want to thank you for the tenacity and the you know, the collaboration that you're giving small business to continue. And uh, I I think that it's creating a bigger ripple effect than you're aware of. So thank you for that. Um, Is there any last minute things you want to share or say? And then uh, we'll just leave it open for questions. If Alicia wants to jump in and ask any questions as well.
2: Well, I just want to thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun to get the questions and, and share what I know and what I've experienced and you know hopefully give more people as you say the confidence to to take a little risk because it's going to come back and help you in the long run
0: i love it alicia did you want to share anything in the last second or ask foster any questions before we let him go
2: um i don't have any questions i just wanted to thank you guys for
1: your time um, it was very helpful i'm currently doing the business plan at school right now so some of your advice was very helpful for that planning especially so
2: just
0: thank you guys for sharing. Awesome. Thank you for participating. We really appreciate you. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to end this out, but I will share all of your information in this video in the LinkedIn community, and then you'll be able to find it, uh, likewise on clarifies pages as well. So if you guys have any questions or anything that's pending, definitely let me know and, uh, you guys stay safe out
2: there. Thank you. We'll see you soon. All right.